At YU Financial, we train agents to use insurance in a way that helps clients affordably create and protect assets or get out of debt while using every dollar more efficiently. For more information on becoming an agent or a client, check out the first episode of YU Short Stories featuring myself, CJ Francis Aranini, or check out our website at yufinancial.co. That's the letter Y, the letter U, financial.co, not .com. And now to this week's episode. Welcome to YU Short Stories, presented by YU Financial, with your host, C.J. Francis Aranini. Welcome to another episode of YU Short Stories. Today, we have the other half of Wealthline Consultants, Inc., Mr. Joe Ocala. How are you doing today, boss? C.J., my boy, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Um, so today, what we want to do is give a little bit more color. Um, I know that Andy last week, you know, kind of talked about why Wealthline exists, what you guys do, um, what your passion is when it comes to the business point of things. But I wanted you to kind of talk about, and I know you as the, you know, more emotional brother, you as the brother that kind of has more of those kind of stories. Um, I wanted you to give us a little bit more color as to why you guys even do what you do, right? So first off, kind of explain, you know, we had the conversation in our office what was that? Maybe a year and a half ago. Explain, you know, what we talked about and what you bring to the table as far as Wealthline Consultants and, and why you guys are passionate. Um, yeah, I mean, what we bring to the table, I, I think Andy did a pretty good job explaining it um, on a on a wide scale. Um, but we're, really, what makes us passionate is uh, the hope that we're able to bring to you know everyday families in our community. I think that's unmatched. It's more than any type of commission or payment that we could receive, just seeing a dire situation or a situation where people might see that there's no hope or there's no way they can get out of it. And then we can bring new information, new tools, um, new techniques to help them do what seems to be impossible. That's something I, I get really passionate about. What are some examples, right? I know there's tons. I have, I personally have, you know, tons of examples where different people have been in whatever situation, whether it's debt, whether it's trying to get better finances, whatever it is. Um, give us some real life examples as to what makes you passionate. Cause I think a lot of times it takes you seeing it. It takes you seeing um, someone actually going through situations like that for you to say, okay, I really love this, right? I really want to be passionate. So just give us, you don't have to say names or anything like that, but just give us some examples as to, as to what that means. Absolutely. Um, and to kind of answer the first question a little bit more in depth before I get into that, obviously, you know, uh, Wealthline Consultants, we're partnered with YU Financial. Uh, we help people um, create and, and sustain wealth um, over the course of time. Uh, using different industry trade secrets and especially to help them eliminate debt. That's that's usually when I talk about a hopeless situation, debt is one of the biggest financial hurdles that a lot of families uh, have to deal with. Um, so that's really what I'm going to talk about as far as these stories. First one that comes to my mind off the top is uh, my own family, my personal family. I'll never forget the time when uh, you were there too. We all, we all sat down on a table, you, me, Andy, and then mom and dad. And um, we shared the information with them. I mean, obviously, you know, whenever we do, whenever Andy and I get into anything, our, our family is the first people that we need to make sure gets that information. Family first, you know, charity starts at home. And I'll never forget that time when uh, we, we, we spoke about everything, created a debt report, analyzed their situation and showed my dad that the family debt, which would take him about 60 plus years to eliminate, we can get that all taken care of without changing anything, without changing how he spends, without any type of hassle on his part. He can eliminate all his debt. And I think that the, the number was uh, 14, 14 years. 
And I'll never forget the look on my mom's face. My dad, he's 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 just like me. He's real calm. Like he hears things, he just nods. He's like, okay. And like his head just starts turning. But my mom, she can't hide her emotions. So her her mouth just started to widen. And then she was like, wait, one four? Because <laughs> 14 and 40 sound like similar. So she's like, all right, she, they talking about bringing it from 60 to 40. That makes sense. But no, this is like, when I'm talking about impossible, I feel like it's hard for people to really gauge what that means until, you know, they actually see it for themselves. And, you know, that beyond anything else, like that was the determining factor of, oh, this is what I have to do for real. I have to take this to not only my family, but my cousins, my aunties, my uncles, my friends, because they're all, we're all a community, you know, um, and, and we got to make sure that our community is, is well taken care of. And, and, and without that, that information, without that perspective, I feel like we're doing them a disservice by having that information and just keeping it to ourselves. I remember that day. I think it was funny, you know, when she said that, just seeing it um, on her face. I know one of the things I talk about a lot um, is when they get into it, when they start to do it, when they see how it works, you know, usually I get the calls and I get the, the crying and I get all that kind of stuff. So for me, that's really what makes it personal. And that's really what makes it real to me. Um, another thing more high level, because I know your family, obviously your family is going to be someone that you want to help um, and help immediately, especially if you know that they're in that kind of situation. Um, but just in general, I know we've had conversations, me and you specifically, just about our people when it comes to African-Americans, Africans, black people in general, um, just the level of information that we haven't been exposed to for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, the system is is not built for us or we're just our own ignorance or whatever it is. And so I know that that's something that you're also really passionate about. Um, so kind of talk about that and what your what your plans are for getting that information to that community. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, um, I'm big on statistics. Um, I love looking at different stats and, and seeing what those, how those relate to real life and what that looks like in real life. And I think the biggest statistic that sticks out to me, like literally every day I wake up, that statistic is right on my forehead. I saw on a, a study shown, shown on, I think it was on CNBC, uh, said that 76% of African Americans die in debt. So out of, in, in a given year, all the African Americans that pass away, they're probably still in debt. And, and the implications of that, of course, are always negative. If someone dies with debt still on their name, it doesn't necessarily go directly to their family to have to pay it off, but it goes to their estate. So anything that they left for the next generation to build generational wealth, it will be eaten up by a lot of those debts. And that's what we can't have. We're already, we're already starting behind as the black community. We cannot, after building whatever we can build during our time here, pass away. And now most of that has to be, you know, hindered or it, it can't fully go to the people who it needs to go to. Um, so that statistic sticks out to me more than anything else. 76%, that's that's unacceptable. That's beyond me. And so every time I wake up, I'm like, yo, everyone I see, more than likely, if they were to pass away today, they would still be in debt. So th- we need to get this information to as many people you know, as possible. And, and, and the plans to do that, obviously, I'm going to work until, until God calls me home. I'm going I'm to do everything I, in my power to, to make sure that I can at least make a dent in that statistic so that in 20 years, maybe it's now it's, it's 50%. Okay. I mean, that's still not the best, but it's progress, you know, and I want to at least be the catapult for that progress to put the black community in that trend to continue to, to grow. And obviously if I'm able to teach others to, um, to do the same, then, then the more the merrier, you know, that's really why we, we, we bring people along in the business is not really to increase our cash flow, even though that's always an added benefit, but it's to get that information to the people that we couldn't touch otherwise. 
I'm, I'm curious, you know, because I, I know personally that you really mean what you say when you talk about your community. You really mean what you say when you talk about how how much it burns inside of you, how you want to really help these people. Yeah. Um, where did that come from? Because, like I said, family is one thing that's pretty understandable, and that's going to be something you've always had because you've always been around them. Um, but where did the burning desire to help with that statistic that you mentioned, um, where did that come from as far as how passionate you are about fixing it? Uh, that's a good question. You know, as far as, uh, like I said earlier, uh, bringing hope, almost like bringing hope to the hopeless, that's something that actually stuck out to me since I was a kid. For those who don't know, my, my father was actually a pastor when we were growing up. Um, he also worked on the side, so it wasn't his full-time gig, but he was just so passionate about, obviously, the gospel and bringing hope to the hopeless. Exactly, you know, exactly that. And I, I'll never forget as a kid seeing grown men, grown women crying, you know, at the altars or or even at their seats or wherever, just in complete disbelief at how much hope that there still is for them, you know, and and, and seeing that it's almost like what we're doing is like, <laughs> the finance gospel. <laughs> I'll never, I know, I know you say it all the time. Some people call you a black Jesus after you sit down with them. Cause it's like, what? I thought I was, I thought I was damned, <laughs> financially damned. And, and, and now you're showing me the keys to really turn my situation around in the blink of an eye. You know, with one, with one tweak, with one uh, redirect. Now I can, I can be on a path to be financially independent and pass that wealth to the next generation and, and create that black excellence that we need to see more and more and more. So I, I'll definitely say it started, you know, at a very young age. I'm, I'm a church boy and just seeing how the good news can, can change someone's whole life around. I feel like we can do the same thing, you know, in finances. And then on the, on the negative, on the, on the negative side and just give us a story. And it doesn't matter really the context as far as what it is. Um, but I'm sure there's been some, some, whether it's a negative experience with somebody or whatever, someone that passed early, or I know we all have those kind of stories, especially in the industry that, that we are in. Just give us a, a, a negative side of this passion and, and maybe it was a missed opportunity. Maybe it was, you know, whatever. Just, just give us a story as to something that happened that you really wish you could have changed. Absolutely. In this industry, I've been in the industry for about two and a half years. I, I really have gained a lot of perspective as to like how short life really is. You know, I've, I've experienced some loss, you know, in my family, but not a lot that really hit too much. It's usually like a distant uncle that I didn't really know too well or, you know, a cousin, a, a fifth cousin twice removed or something crazy. You know, someone back home. And, and those are always devastating. And my mom feels those heavy, but it never really hits me as much. Um, but I'll never forget there was a uh, I'm not going to say any names, of course, but there was one client that I spoke to back in February. It was, she, she was placed in my lap by God, I believe, you know, just carrying conversation. And, and, and I realized that, oh, this is someone that I could definitely help. You know, I see she looks like me, you know. So as soon as I see her and as soon as we talk, it's like this is my family. I got to if I have something that could help her situation, I got to show her. And we sat down. We wrote the app. We did business. She was helped. But I remember her saying, you know, I definitely need to make sure I get something from my mom as well. Um, so we were supposed to just meet again at a later time when her mom was free. A week after we met, her mom ended up being in the hospital. Long story short, her mom passed away this past May. And that just hit me. You know, I mean, there's not a lot I could have done, even if I did sit, sit down with her in uh, February. But it just hit me like I can't slow down for anything. 
I have to like keep my foot on the pedal, even even when I get the nose, even when, you know, I, I, I reach out to people all the time. You know, anyone who knows me, anyone that's a friend of mine, they know something about what I do. They know that, oh, Joe does something that deals with finances, asset protection, wealth accumulation, wealth, sustaining wealth. He, he does something because I'm not going to just sit back, help the, you know, we, we have leads, we have cold market leads, we, we have people who request this information anyway, and we can make a ton of money doing that without talking to one person that we know personally, but I'll be doing myself and my people a disservice if I did that. I got to get this information to every person breathing. Just have the information. I don't care if we do business or not. The information itself is too pungent. It's too much for me to just keep to myself. And just having that information, having that perspective can really, you know, change your life. And at least you won't be able to get taken advantage of just being in a position to make educated decisions now that you're more educated. I remember, you know, even hearing that story. And for everybody that's listening, it is very real. You know, what we do, we deal with a lot of real cases, real people going through a lot of real things. It's important for us to to make sure that we're reaching as many people as possible. So definitely agree with that. And then moving just into the positive and the future. What exactly does, in your in your point of view, I know when we spoke to Andy, Andy talks about numbers. And if, for those of you guys that don't know, you know, in their partnership, Andy is more of the, the numbers guy. You're more of the, okay, this is the here and now, this is what we do. Um, and so just looking towards the future when it comes to your passion about helping our people, helping families, you know, what does that look like for you? Like you said, you guys are, you know, you can't reach everybody. You've got to build and, and have other people that are also doing that. But in more specifics, what, what do you want to see out of Wealthline when it comes to your passion and your side of it? It's imperative that uh, we're able to build a team. It doesn't have to be a huge team, uh, just a team of focused individuals with a clear, concise mental picture of what we need to see, not want to see, but need to see in our community. So a team of at least 15 being able to impact 200 to 500 families every year. That's what I need to see from Wealthline. Um, and that actually is a next year project. It's not a five-year project. That's next year. We need that. We need that ASAP. Cool. And then last question. Um, we always end off with this. What advice, right? What advice do you have for whoever? And honestly, it doesn't have to be in a financial point of view. I know a lot of people that are passionate about helping their community. We've had people on the show that say that same thing in whatever way they do it, right? And so, you know, what advice do you have for people that are passionate in that way? No matter what it is, what advice would you give to them? I would say choose the direction and start moving. I know there's a metaphor uh, that says uh, like you can't you can't uh, steer a ship from the shore. You got to get out there. You got to start moving. Massive action, constant correction. That's what you need. Um, off rip. Just start moving. Don't let your 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 mind be boggled down with a lot of naysayers. Of course, there's going to be naysayers, especially if you're trying to, you know, minister to the black community. Like you got to be prepared for that. Our people are tough. All right, our people are tough. But we're really loving at the same time. Like it's the best of both worlds. And, and anyone who's black knows that. We just got to keep moving and have that love and that compassion for our people to where it's like, I'm not even hindered slightly if I get cussed out tomorrow. That doesn't hinder me at all. Cause God's not going to look at me and say, Hey, you didn't, you didn't reach out. Hey, I did everything in my power. I didn't stop. I didn't, I didn't hesitate. You know, I kept moving. And, then, and when I made mistakes, I corrected them and kept moving. So I think that's, that's probably number one, what you got to do. Um, it's just, just have that. The passion is going to, is going to show you. It's not, it's not even something that you have to really consciously do. If you, if you're really passionate about helping people, like you, you, you have to move. That's not a maybe I'll move, maybe I won't. If you, if you have that maybe, then you're not that passionate. 
Find, find something else. That's oh, what I, I wanted to harp on that. You know, that's one of our cornerstones of YU, that massive action, constant correction. Everybody that's listening, that's really what it takes, right? Do something, do it, do it, do it, do it, and get better, and get better, and get better. And that's really the process. That's all process is. Um, it's taking that massive action and then constantly correcting. Last thing, go ahead. You got 30 seconds. Plug whatever it is that you want to plug. Um, the floor is yours. Go ahead. All right, cool. For, for those of you guys who did not know, um, we are part of YU Financial um, so you can reach us uh, through www.wealthlineconsultants.com and it will direct you to the YU Financial page um, where you can watch the videos we have there. We have lots of free information there. There's no reason for us to charge for that. I don't believe in that. Um, just free game to put our people on to these industry trade secrets that the upper class have known for decades, centuries. And um, so check that out. You know, and reach out to us. We'll be glad to to have that consultation and do what we can do. Other than that, you know what to do. Subscribe, rate, review us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are there. Stories.yufinancial.co. You can also check us out there Um, and share this episode with anyone that you think would be helped by what we're talking about here. Passionate about the black community, passionate about finance, passionate about showing how passionate we are about these things. Right. So make sure that you guys listen. Check us out and we'll see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.